You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, a hump day edition of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And even though it's the dead of summer, well, summer's almost over, the dead part of the NBA calendar, we still have a little bit we need to talk about. We're going to touch on the new group of Pelicans coming in, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, some quick updates on them. We're also going to talk about them being kind of featured prominently in 2K and why it's kind of funny to me as well. And then just catch you up on one or two things going on around the association as a whole. So quick, dirty, easy podcast in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's start with the 2K stuff, actually, because I think this is kind of funny to me in a weird way. I'm a big video game guy. I'm actually not a big 2K guy. I know we talked about the ratings because I find to find that intriguing a little bit. But in general, I'm not a big sports video game guy, Of uh, even though I cover the NBA and have played 2K and I've owned 2K and I've actually really liked it. I don't actually know why and maybe I'll have to buy it now this year. But this was sent over to me by uh, Bud Lane on Twitter, my guy here who's our uh, esports expert kind of in a way too. And you should give him a follow. It's on Twitter at BUDBUD22089. Bud Lane and Big Pals fan and Magic fan. We won't fault you for that, my man. And I've met him a number of times now in New Orleans. Sent me a clip from the 2K trailer, which, by the way, has some serious star power behind it. I think it stars Idris Elba, which is pretty cool to see just in general. But it shows speaking parts for a number of the Pels guys. You saw Brandon Ingram in there. I think you saw Lonzo Ball in there. Ingram making a joke about not wanting to drink kombucha um, with the guy who played Urkel, who's also in the game. Series star power, right? And yeah, so you had all these guys in there. It's just kind of cool to see the Pelicans' young core, or part of the young core, maybe they're kind of the secondary young core, being given speaking parts. Eric Gordon had speaking parts in the past, and that's really been it. You haven't really had any other Pelicans guys really heavily featured into the story mode, into the career mode, like you're kind of seeing right now. So overall, very kind of cool to see. And then you watch it, and you realize to the left of them is Kyle Kuzma. So this is probably not because they were on the Pelicans at the time. It's probably because these guys were on the Lakers at the time. And they must have just shot this in the game development process. Takes, a, you know, at least a year for this sort of thing. So they're in there, but they're not really in there because they're on the Pelicans. They're in there because they were members of the Lakers, which kind of takes the shine off of this a little bit. But still kind of cool to see the Pelicans largely being featured. Zion's going to have a real big part overall in the game's presentation and probably with an alternate cover, given that he signed with 2K to be kind of one of their athletes. So still, recognition for the guys in the Pelicans you know, uh, team right now, even if it wasn't intended that way, is a good thing. There's long been thoughts that you can't get these type of endorsements or do all of this if you're in a small market. Largely, we've seen that not be the case. It's more driven by the personality of the player and the player themselves. But you can kind of get these. And even if this wasn't intended, others looking at it are just going to be like, oh, hell, Brandon Ingram's got a speaking part in the game. 
They're not going to think, well, it was because he was on the Lakers when they did this. No, they're just going to associate him with New Orleans in the speaking part. So this just goes to show you and to kind of shut down these myths a little bit that playing basketball in New Orleans means you can't get these big deals. Hell, Zion's all over the place, so that's not really being uh, holding true whatsoever anymore either. But overall, very cool to see. Very cool to see these guys with speaking parts. I'm excited to see what Zion's going to be like in the game. And hopefully this just shows future free agents that maybe it's not so bad to play here because you can still get that money and do kind of everything you want in your career, all the endorsements, and that it's worthwhile to play in New Orleans, not go to a bigger market, get everything you still want, and also maybe be on a winning basketball team. So continuing with those young guys in just a minute here, it's about to be football season. Hell, college football starts this weekend, but I know you're excited about the Saints' upcoming year, and that probably means you're excited about your fantasy football team hopefully doing well this year. Well, the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast has got you covered. Make sure you give it a listen with Vinny Iyer and his expertise doing this for over 20 years. Don't listen to what everyone else is listening to. You're not going to get an edge that way. Let Vinny help you get that edge along with his analysis and expertise he's going to put you ahead on draft day he's going to put you ahead all season long you're going to hopefully win your league win that money bragging rights over your friend maybe more importantly not finishing last locked on fantasy football wherever you get your podcast from All right, next segment of the show coming to you. Thank you, Adrian Flores, for asking me a question on Twitter. And yeah, this made a lot of sense. We should definitely talk about it. Yes, what's the update on Ingram, Lonzo, and Hart? Are they practicing healthy? And can you touch on this on the next podcast? Why, yes, we can, and we definitely should. So uh, right now, there's guys in and out of the Pelicans facility, off doing various things, trying to take advantage of the summer. There's, you know, we know that uh, J.J. Redick has not been in town. He's been spending this time with his family. It's why he turned down Team USA. Drew Holiday's out in L.A. working out. Uh, Jaleel Okafor's out there working out with him. Frank Jackson had been out there with him for a little bit before coming back to New Orleans. Not sure where he is at the moment. But overall, these guys are kind of in and out doing uh, different things, usually just kind of working out with their own guys over the summer, other than the rookies who they're trying to keep here in New Orleans right now, get these guys acclimated, ready for the NBA season. So Josh Hart is a big soccer fan. He's been traveling, was over in Europe, big Chelsea guy, um, not my team in England, not my team overall. I think most of you who follow me on Twitter know I'm a big AC Milan fan out of Italy, actually. Uh, but it's very cool to see him on the field, trading jerseys with those guys. He looks healthy. He's going to be ready to go. His uh, last season was a bit of a disappointment compared to his rookie year, largely because he was just dealing with a lot of things, and nothing too bad. Should be fine to start the year. We haven't seen workout videos or anything like that from him. I'm sure he is. Seems like he's having a lot of fun, though, so overall, you don't really need to worry about anything with him. The bigger questions are Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. Let's touch on Ball first because we just got an actual update from him posting to Instagram. The Pelicans, I think, tweeted this out too of him in the gym working out he dealt with ankle injuries the past year that really kept him out of a lot of action he's played less than a hundred games in his first two seasons in the NBA going into this pivotal third year for him and well he looked good in terms of the ankle at least we're going to talk about the shot in just a second he was moving well running around it's not really with any defender in there but he had the lateral movement the cuts he were he was able to make all of that looked pretty good and it looks like he's probably fully healthy and ready to play 
So that's the big thing there. He's working out, doing basketball-related activities and all of that. The question now is his shot. He made every shot, of course, in that video because that's what they show. We've also seen Markel Fultz doing this. So I don't want you to read too much into it. His shot is still wonky, too. It's not a different form than what he was doing before. This is a guy who's just had a very wonky shot, you know, even going back to college. The thing is, sometimes you can have a wonky shot in kind of an ugly form. As long as the ball goes in, who really cares? And I think that's kind of what you're looking at with him right now. His shot was clean. It was coming out fast. That's an important thing. But he's still got the weird mechanics that might actually kind of impact it a little bit. He's a right-handed shooter, and he holds the ball almost far to his left. If you look at it, instead of lining up the ball with his face, with his head, and kind of having it be in the center, it's off to the left side of his face. And what that then does is it causes his right arm, which is crossing his face now to get the ball to that side of it to get into his eye line and into his line of sight, which might have something to do with the abysmal shooting we've seen from him. Now, if it works, it works. And maybe him being healthy for once in his NBA career will really make a difference. But it's still a concern. He was dealing with that ankle injury. He probably didn't have time over the summer and wasn't healthy enough over the summer to completely redo his shot. So he's making do with what he has. But the form hasn't changed really at all. And I think that's going to be a big concern. Still holding it on the left side of his face. His arms coming across and that form is blocking his line of vision to the basket. That's a problem. Might have something to do with the poor free throw shooting that we've seen too. It's going in. But that shot form is not any different than what we've seen before. And if you think the form's a problem, then you're worried. You should be very worried about him shooting and going into the season and the type of season he's going to have. If you think it can work and maybe it's just a health thing, you should feel pretty good about this. It's clean. He was swishing everything he's making. It's a workout video. It's edited too, so they're not showing the misses. So you don't know how well it's working. But at least you're seeing the ball go in, I guess, which is is saying something. Brandon Ingram also not really getting a big update from him about a month ago or so when he was introduced to the Pelicans. They said he was going to be getting back to full workout soon too. He wasn't there just yet after dealing with the deep venous thrombosis in his arm. The basically it's a blood clot, upper body blood clot, better than a lower body blood clot from what I've been told by people who know these things more so than I do. I am not a doctor. So we'll see. We haven't really gotten a big update on him. He's kind of been a quieter guy. I think the most news he made over this offseason was basically taking shots at LeBron James in an Instagram live, Twitter live, something like that, whatever social media live it was. But I'm sure we're going to see him working out very soon with this team. They wouldn't have made this trade if they had long-term concerns about his injury. I think they've got high hopes for him. Probably going to be an opening day starter too. Hopefully we'll get an update on him actually working out soon. But no real surprise that people are being kind of low-key and quiet right now. And frankly, as long as he's doing enough to stay in shape, that'll be fine. We saw how good he could be before his season ended prematurely at the end of last year. It's a guy who can really go out and get you some buckets if you need it. So I'm not overly worried about this. And the fact that doctors have said they're not worried about this arm injury that he suffered, the blood clot there in his shoulder... I'm good with it. That's all I really need. The big guy here, I think, was Lonzo Ball, seeing him kind of do his things, move like he did, cutting, driving, all of that. That's important. You need to have that athleticism if you're him. You also really need that shot falling, maybe more than anything else. 
So Jared Dudley got randomly caught in the crosshairs on Twitter yesterday. I'm going to tell you all about that in just a second. But before we do that, Saints season is basically here. And the new Locked On NFL podcast is absolutely awesome. If you just want to catch up on everything going on around that league. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows out there. You get expert analysis of a former NFL scout in Matt Williamson and a great job by Brian Peep. Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with their unique take that you can't get anywhere else. So follow along to the Locked On NFL podcast now on your favorite podcast provider. So wrapping up the show here today on Locked On Pelicans, I'm a big fan of Jared Dudley. Kind of wanted to see him sign with the Pelicans here this offseason. He seemed like he almost wanted to be here with the Pelicans this past offseason. Ended up signing with the Lakers. Royce White, who is a very interesting guy and maybe a little bit ahead of his time in the NBA. You might remember him coming out into the draft, I think 2013, around that time. As a guy who had a lot of mental health issues, was very open about them and the anxiety and all of that. And probably is one of the big reasons why the NBA has put some changes into their protocol when handling this type of thing. And it's unfortunate maybe that wasn't there for him when he was in uh, the draft and when he could have walked into a better situation rather than playing parts of one season in the NBA. And that was the extent of his career. So it was weird to see him in the news. He recently joined the Big Three, uh, which is in New Orleans this weekend, something I don't really have a ton of interest in, to be honest. Um, But he out of nowhere seemed to take shots at Jared Dudley and LeBron James and this was just I I don't know it was weird he gave an interview where he basically said what the hell is LeBron James doing why is he not bringing Carmelo Anthony onto the team when they have Jared Dudley instead Jared Dudley sucks and Carmelo is much better than him and that's really it And that's what he said. And it's weird because I think most people realize the value that Jared Dudley brings to an NBA team right now. He, you know, really likes that mentorship role that he brings. He's a good three-point shooter and can space the court a little bit for you. He plays good team defense. He's a better three-point shooter than Melo is. This was weird. The Lakers also have an open roster spot. And in theory, they could have both Jared Dudley and Carmelo Anthony. So to be like, hey... Why, why do you have Jared Dudley over Carmelo Anthony? That's not actually accurate or the situation. It was just really weird. You saw Jared Dudley kind of snipe back. But what was interesting to see is there are a ton of current and former NBA players coming to Jared Dudley's defense. I think people realize that if you're building a team, a guy like Jared Dudley is really important to what you want to do and brings a lot. One of those guys that probably gives you more value, not because of his play on the court, but everything else that he brings to the team. And we've learned this offseason with the Pelicans, that's a very valuable thing, isn't it? So it was weird to see this. I'm not arguing that Carmelo Anthony is better than Jared Dudley in a vacuum. Melo's a better player. If they were to play one-on-one, Carmelo's probably going to beat Jared Dudley. Simple as that. But you don't play basketball in a vacuum. It's not just one-on-one, and it is a team game despite you wanting to have the best players out there. I just don't get this. Like I don't get why Royce White made this a thing and... Look, I'll give to his credit, this thing was cut like a damn WWE promo, which was kind of fun to see, but just weird. I don't understand what was going on with that. So that's kind of like the the mid-August news that you get in the NBA, which one, thank you, Royce White, because you're making my job a little bit easier today. But two, we all like Jared Dudley. Don't do this. 
Everyone wants him kind of on that team. He was sought after this offseason. Um, wasn't going to get much more than the vet men, which he did get. But you know what? It doesn't mean you're not a valuable player to have on a roster. And I would have loved to have seen him here in New Orleans. I know many of my listeners here and you guys would have as well. So weird, just weird. You know, the NBA offseason never really fully stops because you get random crap like this, which again, thank you, Royce Wright, for letting me talk about it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. If you've got a question you want to hear on the pod, tweet it at me, at Nola Jake. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison. Again, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow. 